0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you want to help this video blow up like these stories of revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Cantankerous Gribbler, My Dogs Defend My Family and My Friend. This was many years ago and i was never charged the case was closed as a home invasion that was stopped with reasonable force my dogs were not harmed or removed from me my neighbor let's call her Anne, was a nice lady single mom with one little boy when she moved she had some rat issues caused by the previous owner's hoarding and since i'm not bothered by rats and had a rat or dog as well as my big boys and girls i was able to help out a bit She and my wife became great friends and her boy loved my Mastiffs and the Great Dane I owned back then. Often when Anne was working, her lad would come and stay with my wife and I, and the dogs, after school and on weekends. About a year after Anne moved in, she told us she was sure she was being followed by a man who had approached her in a bar on one of her twice yearly nights out with her sister. She barely went out socializing, it was sheer bad luck she met this man at all, and asked us to keep an eye out for his type and color car, and if we could get his number plate, she could give it to the police. We of course promised to help, and carried on about that day. Late that night, my Dane woke me whining and led me to the side door. This opened onto a shared driveway with my neighbor. I opened it, thinking he needed to go to the toilet in the garden, but as soon as I opened it, I saw a man inside Anne's kitchen, and then heard her scream. I dashed over to the drive and pushed open her kitchen door, he'd forced it, probably what woke my dogs, and shouted at him to stop. He went for me, realized pretty quickly I knew how to fight and that he was losing. In the struggle, he managed to get free and took off down the road. We called the police and reported it and gave statements when the police arrived. Ann and her boy stayed with us for the rest of the night. The next day, she went to stay with relatives using another friend's car, just in case he was hanging around. I scouted ahead a bit to make sure she could get away safely. That night, I woke up to the sound of a man screaming in my house. I could have gone straight downstairs to see what was going on, but I waited till it stopped before investigating, since it sounded exactly like the man from the night to me, and I figured he needed some quality time with some real predators. He wasn't moving when I went into the living room, but the dogs were really happy with themselves. What the police and I worked out had happened, was he quietly broke into my kitchen through the side door. My Mastiffs and the Dane waited till he was deep in the house before they struck. He was ragdolled by the neck from behind by my Dane, and while this was happening, my Mastiffs tore his legs to shreds. The little ratter my wife owned got stuck in two from the blood all over him at the end of it. He had suffered multiple fatal wounds to his thighs, neck, and face. The intruder had a backpack on with knives, duct tape, gags, and a small hand axe. DNA, Anne had scratched him, and my and Anne's statements confirmed he was the same man who had tried to assault my neighbor. He had no idea I had large dogs, it seems. Or he was really freaking stupid. Who cares? Those dogs have all died of old age now, but I bred from the mastiffs and still have their pups and grandpups. The Dane made it to 12, which is ancient for one of them and got a mastiff from me shortly after this event, and she still owns large dogs too. I recommend a large dog as a companion, and as something that will freak up any intruder for you. As Bill Burr says, it's like owning a gun you can pet. Considering what happened to this intruder, do you feel bad for them at all? Or do you think honestly that they deserve the outcome? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Kveldsen, Evil Stepfather. When I was 15, my mom started dating a man she met on a dating website. I didn't like him the first time I met him, and two months later, he moved into the house. About three weeks after he moved in, he took my skateboards, self-built halfpipe, ramps, BMX bike, ice hockey gear, and many other things to the dump one day while I was at school. He said he did this because he didn't want all of my crap cluttering up HIS garage. Maybe two months later, he punched me in the stomach for the first time because I got up from the dinner table without asking to be excused. From there, it's collated into full-fledged beatdowns for the smallest perceived slight to his authority. One day, he decided to take my extensive Pokemon card collection, even more extensive comic book collection, my Game Boy and PS2 with all the assorted games, and my fantasy and sci-fi book collection and got rid of it all because 15 year old boys should be playing football and baseball not being a fat butt or nerd playing with pokemon cards and reading comics and books i would like to add that he was a middle school teacher and in his time off refereed and umpired local middle and high school sports games my mom never intervened and in fact acquiesced when he demanded that she stop giving me lunch money because the little crap will just spend it on comics and other gay stuff. One day, I took maybe three dollars in change out of his change jar so that I can buy a slice of pizza and some fruit punch during lunch at school because I was tired of being hungry. My twin sister was always a bit of a jerk and frequently blackmailed me into doing her chores from a young age. I was fed up and refused to do something so she told him what I'd done. This man actually called the police and pressed a larceny charge against me, and once the police left, had beat me senseless. At that point, I ran away. When the cops found me and returned me to my home, I found out that he'd been trying to talk my mom into sending me away to military school or something of that nature. I ran away again, and between having run away several times and the larceny charge, ended up turning 16 in juvenile detention. I spent the next couple years miserable and afraid, frequently contemplating ending things. Once I left home, I didn't speak to my mom for several years. We eventually reconciled, and by that point, they had married. I was a lot bigger then, as I'd been a young teenager, and had gotten into weightlifting, so he no longer acted like he was going to punch me to make me flinch, much less actually hit me, and we basically avoided each other for the most part. My mother found out that she had stage four cancer and no longer wanted to waste any of the time she had left with him. So she had a lawyer draft up a separation agreement whereby he would receive a set amount of money upon separation and would have 45 days to retrieve his belongings from the house. He had spent his entire inheritance in six months and then had to sell his mother's house that he grew up in, in order to settle his debts shortly before they started dating. Oh, and my mother bought the house back from the bank before they married. She allowed him to keep the house, and he moved back into his mother's house. My mother passed away about 9 months after their separation, and despite the agreement, have been allowing him to come and get his stuff piecemeal. I put an immediate end to that. I sold his baseball card collection, around $14,000 dollars, and his autographed sports memorabilia, roughly $11,000, and also sold all of his woodworking equipment along with several finished pieces of furniture that he'd made, $6,500 I think. I kept his mother's engagement ring, platinum band, 3 diamonds, roughly 2 carats, wedding band, his coin collection, I also collect coins, and some tools and other odds and ends. Around a month ago, I ran into him at the grocery store. I told him what I'd done as he was pushing his cart out towards his car, and he took a swing at me multiple times. Several of these missed, and the ones that connected didn't have much effect because he's nowhere near as strong as he was 20 years ago in his 40s, and I was no longer a skinny little 15-year-old. He continued to try to punch me as I called 911 and was actively ramming his grocery cart into my new Toyota as the police officers pulled into the parking lot. He was arrested for assault, communicating threats, and destruction of property. As a result, he lost his job and pension at the local middle school, and because he had never learned how to save money while married to my somewhat wealthy mother, ended up having to sell his mother's house because he hired an expensive lawyer thinking he could somehow beat the charges. My nephew, who was on the football team, made it well known to his friends that he not only had just been arrested and convicted of assault, as well as other charges, but that he had also beat me as a child, causing several parents to call for him to resign from refereeing and umpiring for local sports games. My niece and girlfriend's much younger sister are enrolled at the middle school where he worked, and say that he was not only universally disliked, But when he came up to the school to get his belongings, he made a big scene and ended up hysterically crying as he was leaving. At least that's what they've heard from the kids who were attending summer school at the time. His son, who he was equally abusive towards as a child too, refused to take him in or help him out. So he ended up having to take a job as a cashier at Walmart so that he could afford the rent on his crappy little trailer in an absolutely awful neighborhood. Even though that Walmart is not the closest Walmart to my house, that is now the only place where I go grocery shopping or to purchase anything that I need. I purposely stand in line longer than I need just so he can be the one who has the pleasure of ringing up my purchases. The first time I went through his line, he attempted to ring up multiple items more than one time to overcharge me, and when I called him out on it, said that I was mistaken. I asked for a manager, and the manager believed him that it was an accident, but he learned that he can't get away with that. The second time, I made sure to be as nice as possible, and how to ask for a manager, because he was overwhelmingly rude. The people in line behind me backed me up, and he got in some trouble for that. Every time I go there and step in a line, I see him die a little bit inside, and it may be petty, but it gives me such satisfaction. Sometimes I'll say that I'm paying with exact change, and as I'm about to hand him the money I'll say, Oh, I didn't realize I had rare coin from his collection in my pocket, I guess I'll pay cash. I just sold his expensive ratcheting wrench set, and so on Monday when he works again, I'm going to go buy my daughter one of their better above ground pools. And as he's ringing it out, tell him, I know that daughter is just going to love this pool. It's not like I would have ever used those expensive ratcheting wrenches anyway. This is definitely one of those situations where somebody is such a total piece of work, such a terrible human, and they allow themselves, through the course of their bad choices and decisions, to end up in such a bad situation that honestly, you look at and you're like, you deserve to be there, and I'm happy you're in that. And our final story of the days by FC1242, hurt my family? Guess you'll die. My grandfather grew up in a rural Peruvian town where only his family lived, very isolated from others. They lived about half an hour away from the nearest town. This story happened sometime in the 1940s. As one would assume, everyone was close. This story is about one of my grandfather's many cousins, let's call her Mary, around 20, and her husband Peter, around 25. Mary's dad went away to work in the capital for a while, taking Mary with him. There she met Peter, fell in love, and married. They returned to town a couple of months after they wed. They rented the room at the local saloon, I think that's the word anyway, while Peter worked with Mary's dad selling goods in neighboring towns to save money. Turns out, Peter was a jerk. Not only did he cheat on Mary while he was away working, but he also severely beat her when he was home, even more than the standard of the time. Eventually, the owner of the saloon, a distant cousin of Mary, noticed, hereby called owner around 50. He confronted her, and after a lot of prodding, she admitted to everything. She hadn't confessed before, as her close family, especially her dad, opposed the marriage. And she was ashamed to admit Peter was an abuser. Well, she wouldn't have to suffer much longer, as owner would take matters into his own hands. He liked to play a prank on newcomers. He would take them to a field a half hour away, to hunt what he claimed was the most delicious bird he had ever tasted. Spoiler alert. That bird did not exist. It had a funny name I can't remember, so I'll just call it Birdie. He would leave them in the middle of the field with a net. While he went away to chase the birdies into the net, he would then walk back to town while the newcomer was kept waiting for the birdies. Eventually, the newcomer would return to town and be mocked and laughed at for buying the story. Just some good old rural town fun. He had yet to prank Peter, as he was mostly away working and working. However, not long after, an opportunity presented itself. He was able to lead Peter away with the same story as always, but he didn't play the prank on him. Instead, he led him to a field an hour and a half to two hours away instead, getting him drunk on the way, and then pushed him into a nearby lake, where he drowned. He then returned to town and claimed Peter had actually wanted to hunt the birds, not just wait and it was hard to convince him otherwise as a way to excuse his tardiness. Peter's disappearance was noticed the next day by Mary's dad when he didn't show up to his house or work and when he wasn't in the rented room. Owner gave his excuse, the others at the saloon and his wife corroborated his story. A few days later, Peter was found drowned in the lake. It was concluded that while waiting for the birdies, he'd gotten drunk, and when he attempted to return to town, He had gotten lost and fallen into the lake. Unlike her husband, Mary's life ended on a happy note. She remarried to a much nicer man, had eight children and bought a house in the capital where she lived until 2003. The amazing owner also had a happy life and passed in the late 1970s. My grandfather only knew the story because he overheard owner tell Mary's dad the true story. Apart from him, no one else but the three of them knew. He told me one day when I was asking about secrets about a small town. Well, you wanted some gossip about their small town, that is certainly some gossip. I'm not going to go into whether it was right or wrong, but considering the kind of person Peter was, I'm not sure if he can feel horribly bad for them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all three of these stories that I've read for you today, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below.